0: For the past two and a half years, Morton Lordsen has courageously battled against cancer. And so in this part of our interview, we talk about that battle and how his positive attitude has helped with his recovery. This podcast is brought to you by Dorico, the music notation and composition software from Steinberg. Dorico is a family of products for iPad, Mac OS, and Windows. And you can get started for free with Dorico for iPad in the App Store or Dorico SE for Mac OS and Windows. You can install Dorico for iPad or Dorico SE today or experience the full power of Dorico Pro with a completely free 30-day trial. Visit www.dorico.com to learn more. And from November 14th to 30th, 2022, Dorico will be running its Cyber Week sales promotion, during which new Dorico Pro 4 licenses, including crossgrades from Sibelius and Finale, will be available at a discount of 50%. You can find details at www.steinberg.net forward slash promotion. Well, earlier on in our conversation, you briefly mentioned health problems. And we talked about this online before the interview. And you said you would be willing to talk about that uh, with the hope that maybe it might inspire some people who are going through their own health uh, difficulties. Yeah. And so if you would mind uh, talking about uh, what we talked about? Yes, sure. Well,
1: three years ago, uh, it was discovered I I had colon cancer. Uh, Two and a half years ago, exactly. And uh, I had uh, subsequent everything. (laughs) Operations, major league chemotherapy, for which I lost all my hair and beard and 55 pounds. Radiation. It's been an ordeal. I have been in fabulous medical hands here on this island in the San Juan Islands, San Juan Islands of Washington State. Great doctors, and I am happy to relate to you now that uh, they, as of this moment, do not see any more cancer in my body, but I am on reduced chemo, and I thankfully got my hair back and beard. That was pretty cool uh, to look normal again for me, and uh, to gain uh, at least uh, 20 20 pounds back. I'm on reduced chemo. I go in for chemo uh, intravenous once every three weeks. I take pills, and I'm on constant MRIs and CAT scans. We're keeping an eye on a. This thing then uh, spread to my lungs and we blasted it with radiation and seemed to have killed a tumor that has grown there. Uh, Another one has popped up recently and we're going to do a CAT scan in a couple of weeks to see what the deal is with that. And if it turns out to be uh, likely bad news, I will simply go through the process again of having a biopsy and an MRI, and then radiation again. So, aside from being... I don't play tennis anymore, let's put it that way, and having such great support and family and with the medical, the idea is to, to deal with it and to remain strong and confident. And we have a lot to be confident about. You know, throughout my entire USC career, Part of my paycheck I devoted to, this, to the cancer study there at the School of Music, and I have no doubt that the money that I donated there and that others did and elsewhere in the world has brought us to where we are today, which is a much more optimistic dealing with cancer. These fabulous researchers and doctors and nurses have made so many strides in dealing with this over the past few decades. Now, for example, when I did radiation, now you all know people who have done radiation for cancer. And what is that? Months and months of going for radiation sessions. Well, not any longer for mine. They went in there and they said two years ago, they invented a new method of radiating lung tumors. And I went in there for five days. I got radiated each day for five days. And uh, that was off island, came back on island, and that was it And that killed the, the tumor. He said, prior to two years ago, you would have had to go for months. Boy. So you, isn't that amazing? Now-
0: Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. You,
1: you people dealing with health issues like this, you remain strong and confident. And uh, we're, we thank God that we're living in a time where these horrible diseases, Heart, uh, cancer and heart disease and all this, are, have been been so successfully uh, dealt with on so many levels. And be brave. This is the way it is. And I'll tell you something else. When I'm going through stuff that was unpleasant, and a lot of it was pretty unpleasant, I thought of all the little kids having cancer and being brave and getting uh, at St. Jude Hospital, for example, dealing with cancer of all sorts. It's still children. I thought, my God, they're dealing with it, and I'm going to deal with it too. And I urge you to continue to support cancer research with donations. I donate every month to St. Jude Hospital. They don't charge parents anything for treatment, for food, for lodging, for anything. For treating their, for for little kids. Support them. And... uh, and stay strong and uh, go to what I did, relying upon good friends and spirituality and uh, uh, inner strength. And in my own case, some pretty strong Viking genes
0: (laughs) to get through this. My wife, quite a number of years ago, was a nurse, and she worked in a cancer ward in New Haven. And she said the people that did well, who had cancer that did well, were the people with really positive attitudes. Yep. And that's essentially what you're talking yep. about. That's here, right. I you say, okay, uh, I,
1: I said, Cancer, I'm a composer. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. We, we composers are tough. We have thick
0: skins. Come on, Cancer. Okay, <laughs> and so far we're, we're winning. Uh-huh. And, and, but w- I'm sure there were times when you felt really physically very weak uh, was no. was it hard to keep your your courage up, your Viking genes up at, at that time?
1: No, no. Knowing that I, I would uh, I would get through it, I just remained positive. Of course, I was very weak. I still I still am weak in a lot of ways. I'm, I don't have my my uh, you know I, I don't run anywhere anymore like I used to. And but I'm also pushing 80 years old. (laughs) That's part of that. Yeah. And and you look good. Yeah. Thanks. Do I? Okay, good. I feel good. Uh, There's longevity in my family. On the Lordson side, uh, the majority of them, the recent ones, lived to more than 100. My grandmother, her sister, and her brother. My father made it to 98. And so the idea is, uh, you know, try and be healthy. Uh, I thank God I gave up Vices many years ago, quit smoking forty years ago, quit alcohol thirty years ago. I still miss a fantastic Pinot Noir from Oregon now. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: But I, you, I had no idea you were a smoker before.
1: Well, when I was a kid, I mean a long time ago, you know, forty years. I quit forty years ago. Well, it was a time when everybody who seemed to be smoking. There were like seventy-nine or eighty percent of the people smoked in classrooms and everything else. But we got wise and uh, quit. I quit. That was the hardest day of my entire life. Uh, It was long ago. Cold turkey. Really? No pills, no nothing. I just, one day, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the, I had two kids. I had another one on the way and I was watching uh, the news and a, a doctor came on the news. And he said, when a man in his 40s. Dies of a heart attack. I never ask, did he smoke cigarettes? I always say, what brand did the guy smoke? Well, I was 40 at that, at that point. And the next day, I took a cigarette in the morning and I looked at it and I said, wartime, you lethal little bastard. You're not going to kill me. I'm going to kill you. And I broke it in half. And I started walking the Hollywood Hills, and I walked all day long, every step. And for days after that, it was terrible getting off of this nicotine addiction. But I did it, and I'm still around. And my cancer is not due to smoking at all. It's due to colon cancer that spread to the lungs. So it was not an original lung cancer. So anyway, take care of yourself, eat healthy, and live a long life.
0: I don't know if you know the story of Vince Scully. You know the, the yes, legendary, know very well. the yeah. Dodgers, uh, yeah, broadcaster. But early on, he smoked, and and he learned of the health hazards of, of smoking. And what he did was, uh, he would have a pack of cigarettes in his shirt pocket. And when he decided to give up smoking, instead of that pack of cigarettes, he had a picture of his family that he yeah. put in his shirt pocket. Yeah. yeah, And and whenever he'd just out of habit reach in his shirt pocket, he'd pick pick out the picture That'll of his do family. It. That, that'll do yeah. it.
1: And that's because I was doing it not only for myself, but mainly for my family. I wasn't going to have this little boy about to be born lose his old man because of a heart, a heart attack. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I beat it, but it was tough. And those of you who are trying to, to quit, grit it through. It's going to be tougher than hell, but you're going to save your life. And now these days they have all sorts of stuff. They got pills of all kinds and and uh, <clears throat> hypnosis and everything else.
0: But it's the worst thing you could possibly do for yourself. Quit. Yeah. So, a, fi- a final question here. Tell me what it was like to receive the National Medal of Arts. I think that was maybe 2007. Is that correct? Yeah. And to go to Washington and be part of the ceremony? Surreal. Surreal.
1: I got a call that I was going to receive this. I couldn't tell anybody except my immediate family. They were going to have a ceremony at the White House. They would announce the winners that day. I could take one person with me, and I took my youngest son, Ian, for whom I had quit smoking while he was still about to be born. It was surreal. We flew back there. And the night before, we had dinner with the other winners who we didn't know at that time. Andrew Wyeth amongst them. I went to Andrew, and I said, "I love your paintings." I gave him a CD of my music signed to him. I said, "I've appreciated your music, um, your paintings all these life. This is for you. One of my treasures is, two weeks after the ceremony, getting a personal letter from him saying it was among the nicest gifts he had ever received, and he was now painting to my music. Really? uh oh, great. In his great. studio. Isn't that's that great? great? Yes, but uh, so many other fine awardees at that time in, two, in 2007 and uh, it really was surreal and the winners of this thing are recommended to the president. There's a panel of over 20 writers, critics, and some sort of like a the president's arts panel of some sort. And aside from one person on, out of this, more than 20 people that I knew, I didn't know a single solitary one of these people. And I asked them, I said, why, is, why me? Why me? I don't know any of these writers. And they said, but they, they know your music. It's everywhere. They have heard it in concert on the radio. They're, they are singing it. Their children are singing it. It's everywhere. And uh, it's before for my contribution to American culture via choral music. And so it was a great, great honor to go back there with these people. Oh, my God, it still is. It's uh, surreal. And uh, one of the great... You know, how how can you how can you put it in words to get an an honor like that? It's the highest honor that the government gives to people who have enriched the arts of the United States. Oh my gosh.
0: I can imagine going on the stage and I I, I doubt that you probably thought this, but just the idea of you thinking back to when you were in that lookout yeah. tower and, yeah. and where that brought you. Yeah. Many years later.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And also this, for you budding composers out there, writing what I thought was the best music that I could possibly, backed up by craft. I want my music to be to to reach people on just an oral level immediately, without knowing anything about music, making an impact, and then be able to stand up to analysis. To be able to pick be, be able to pick through and look at the counterpoint, look at the orchestration, look at all these other kinds of things, look at the the forms used and the structure and all of this kind of stuff, the harmonization. do what you can, and don't be swayed by fads, as I said before, I went through the period where those writing tonal music were disdained by the majority of academic composers. I didn't give a damn about that; I thought that was a crock. I thought the whole idea was silly and stupid. Have your own damn war. I'm going to write the music I feel. Honest music that's going to last. And don't be swayed by anything else. And also, don't have high expectations on on being recognized properly. There are scads of musical masterpieces that have not been recognized properly. Scads of composers that have not been recognized property. That's the way it is. That's life. So I expected simply to write the best music I could, get it out there to as many people as I possibly could, have a, a wonderful uh, career as a, as a teacher and a professor and to guide others and to make an impact. And then what happened after all this happened was a total surprise to me. And I, I, will also say this: that all of this notoriety happened after I turned fifty. Stay the course. I got a letter from a guy who says, "Doctor Lordson, I'm forty-nine. Nothing's happened, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to give it one more year at that's least, great. yeah, that's <laughs> to great. see if it will, yeah." So stay the course. Do the best you can. Remain true to yourself. Don't be a fraud. And write, write something that's, that, that you think will last, not something that's fly-by-night.
0: Well, this has been so great. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me tonight. And are there any last words you'd like to say? Well, I, any final comments? I, I just
1: want to tell you how
0: wonderful it is
1: to see what has happened on your spectacular career all these years as a composer, performer, teacher, It's a joy and to reconnect after all these decades when you played my trumpet sonata. That's right. On TV, all those years ago. So I, I appreciate so much being able to talk with you, and to your listening audience, and hope that some of my words will have an impact and enrich their lives, some way as my music has.